0: This is the Infatuation Podcast, where I get together with a few friends and talk about Asian things and Asian people that we love. I'm Curtis, and on today's episode, we're going to be talking about music. Welcome to episode number four of the Infatuation Podcast. Uh, growing up here in the, in the States as an Asian American, there really wasn't a lot in the way of Asian music to, to get you moving. But in the last few years, Asian musicians have really come onto the scene, whether it's Bruno Mars performing at the Super Bowl or Blackpink at Coachella or BTS getting a McDonald's meal named after them. The 21st century is seeing talented Asian musicians cracking pop charts and becoming household names. Today, we will be discussing some of these artists, as well as maybe taking a look at a few you might not have heard of. And so, as usual, I am not the expert, and I want to introduce a few folks who know more about music than I do, that's for sure. And so, I would like to introduce to you, first of all, coming all the way from Maryland, (laughs) we have Christy. Welcome, Christy.
1: Hey, everyone. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. It's pretty toasty in Maryland. I hear there's like a heat wave hit in California these days.
0: Not where we live. It's foggy. <laughs> Over by the ocean, it is foggy. True, but yeah, a little true. little east or north of us, for sure. Um, Christy is a talented musician. How many instruments do you play, Christy? At least five?
1: I like to call myself a jack of all trades, master of none. I play a lot of different things. I would say most expertly, maybe not expert, but I'm best at guitar and um like many other Asian people I grew up playing piano so there's that and anything that branches off the piano so keyboards synthesizers stuff like that and then from guitar I branched into banjo and mandolin and stuff like that so I call myself a multi-instrumentalist is what I call myself but also I'm a singer songwriter and play in my own band and other bands as well
0: that band's name is Baby Puncher. I know there's a story behind that. If you, contrary to what it sounds like, you are not a baby hater. Is that true?
1: No, I love babies. Uh, the funny thing is, when I first was coming out with Baby Puncher as my band name and my first record, my best friend had a baby like that year, and so the joke was, I don't actually hate babies, and she'd be like, "It's true. She watches my baby all the time. Like I trust her with babies." Um, <laughs> I don't know. It's a silly name. It came out of just like a joke and I just kept it because it's kind of stands out. People remember it.
0: <laughs> all right. Well, thanks for joining us, Christy. Sure. And we also have joining us a friend named Tani. Hey, Tony. Hello. And Tani uh, started out years ago as a DJ all over the Bay Area and kind of dabbled in the record business. Uh, co-executive produced the Asian American female pop group One Voice. I remember them.
2: Yeah that was that was early early 2000 so a little while ago um and yeah they they had a pretty good following here in uh, bay area for sure a little taste of some asian pride back in the early days before uh, all of this technology
0: yeah and you were saying you're you're getting a little bit back into it recently with your nephew and doing some music with uh, traverse music group is that right yeah what you're
2: yeah traverse music group uh, it's a small new company but we're uh, focused on um, distribution, we partner with a, a distribution company in the Philippines, um, so kind of like distributing globally, but with an arm in in Asia, and um, and focusing on Asian American artists. Traverse's sister company is called the Asian American Music Conference (AAMC), aamusicconference.com. They've been around for a little while, maybe I don't know exactly how long, but they're two of the more recent conferences. Have been canceled, one due to the California wildfires, and the latest, of course, due to COVID. So um, there have been artists that have come through there and showcase their talents, uh, been selected to, and uh, and we're actually focused on distributing them right now. There's a couple that we're distributing. Yeah.
0: You were actually one of the influences for this episode. I, just thinking about different topics that might be up and coming. Uh, this one kind of stood out for me and, and you in particular. I was like, oh, I got to get Tony on the show.
2: I appreciate that, Curtis. You know, like you said, you're not the expert and you bring, I'm not an expert either. I kind of feel like out a little out of place, being put in the position to talk about music because I've been out of it for a while. I stepped away for for a good number of years, but uh, but now that I'm back, this you know, you asking me to be on this has actually made me look more into uh, researching and seeing how many artists I can find that are successful and yeah. what do we think is successful. So no, this is this is a, a pleasure to be a part of this.
0: Yeah, we're just fans. The scope of this podcast is just to highlight things that we like you know we're not we're not out there to push anything in particular and we're not out there to say hey everyone listen to us we know we know everything we're just having fun we're just talking so uh let's let's get into the content here um just a little heads up we're trying a new format on the infatuation podcast we are doing a shorter episode but a more frequent episode so uh you know, this is the first episode that I'm actually recording after the podcast has launched. So the first three episodes, we had no idea who was going to be listening. But now we have a little better idea of who's listening. And I, I talked to a few folks and they said they wanted, uh, they would prefer a more regular uploading as opposed to uh, a longer every other week. So we're going to try to do weekly but what we're gonna do is we're gonna we're gonna talk about things and then uh, release a part two. So we're gonna talk about music this week, and then next week we are also gonna have a um, uh, a second part of this interview. So you'll hear both if you tune in both weeks. So that's a new format for us. So let's go ahead and get into this first part of the challenge I gave you guys. Um, I, I think I'm gonna title this episode the Infatuation Playlist. So, I went back and forth. I was talking to Tony about this. I was going back and forth on whether I wanted to play the music during the podcast, and I looked it up and there's a fair use policy that you can play a few seconds of a song if you add commentary or criticism. <laughs> so that's what we're doing right we are uh so I'm not using this music as a way of making money or anything like that. So I think we're okay. So I I couldn't do a music podcast without playing some music. So uh, what we're going to do is I'm going to throw out some challenges to you guys. And what we're going to do is play a few seconds of the song. Not enough. It's going to be kind of annoying if you're out there listening. But just enough so you know who we're talking about. So all that to say. We're going to start the challenge by asking my guest and myself can you think of someone or a band that kind of was the first time you saw an Asian uh, doing music or the first time you'd notice an Asian in the popular stream of consciousness?
2: Yeah. um, When I saw the question, you know, when you sent that out, it was kind of hard for me to put it together and, and like, you know, and, so uh, the artist that I could think of, her name is Jocelyn Enriquez, started out as, as a Bay Area, a local Bay Area artist, um, but ended up um, on a global stage when it was all said and done. So um, freestyle music, I don't know if kids know, I don't, I don't even know if kids are listening to this podcast, <laughs> 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 but freestyle music back in the day uh, was kind of like, almost like a Latin dance pop style of music. Um, And and it it was big in New York. And then I think it was big in in the Bay Area here and and probably in Miami, eventually. Um, I consider it like EDM before EDM. It's where it started. So Jocelyn Enriquez, she's a Filipino American artist from the Bay Area. She was probably one of the first for me.
0: All right, let's take a listen. This is uh, Do You Miss Me by Jocelyn
1: This is her. This is Yasin Enriquez. Oh, I love yeah. this. Oh my gosh, this is taking me back. <laughs> Are you sure you don't meant to make this a video podcast? <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. No, I've, we've heard, we've all heard this song. Yeah, this is good. Yeah. All right. So, Filipino American. From the Bay, I don't know if she's doing much now. I don't she, see. She's a lot now of... in Texas.
2: Um, okay. She's she she married a pastor and she's involved in ministry and uh, huh. I've I've been able to reconnect with her recently. Um, but she's an early influence and she's trying to 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 make a comeback.
0: How about you, Christy? Is there someone that you saw kind of growing up that you said, "Hey, that dude's Asian" or "That girl's Asian"?
1: Well, we kind of talked about this, like the same one that you mentioned, Mike Shinoda from uh lincoln park wasn't there
2: also a dj in behind them that was like
0: yeah there was an asian dj yeah that's right
1: there are two people in lincoln park
0: yeah yeah whoa two asians <laughs> lincoln park so good right not only an asian in a rock band but a asian rapper in a rock band
1: yeah <laughs> chances Joe, to Joe Han. Joe that's
0: the it. Yep. The away, so Man, it yeah, Lincoln Park. Ah, uh, miss them.
1: Yeah. So Mike Shinoda, I I wikied him uh, before this, and he took over um, as lead after Chester Bennington, of course, passed. Um, so I think he's still carrying on. Lincoln Park. I don't know if they're recording anything lately, but. He's still a part of it, um, but also has other projects. But yeah, he was, that was a big thing. I think Linkin Park came out maybe middle school, high school-ish for me. And seeing this yeah. dude who not only was it like cool rock rap, like that was a new that was a kind new. of thing. Yeah. Um, Asian dude, like that was mind-blowing.
2: Yeah, totally mind-blowing. Yeah, and then when they got together with Jay-Z, that took them to another level. Yes, oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, that's, yeah. that's yeah, that's mainstream another one on of my.
1: Hip Hop
2: Legends, <laughs> <laughs> and he and
0: Shinoda produced a lot of that stuff too. It wasn't just rapping, but he was, you know, dropping the beats. Like he, he, he knew he was heavily involved with the sound of that band, and they were legendary. Mm-hmm. They are legendary. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'm gonna go back to um, the '90s as well. <laughs> so we're, we're dipping our toes into the '90s here a little bit, but I'm gonna go back to. Wallenberg High School's own Coco Lee. Woo! Like everyone everyone in their late 40s and 50, and early 50s right now are, are flashing back to when Coco Lee hit it big out of Wallenberg High School. What was it class 92? But her name wasn't Coco. She's got like Karen, right? She's Farron. Like... Farron. Oh,
2: Farron. <laughs> That's right.
0: Farron Lee. Now, is she, is she only Coco? Do you have to say I, I Coco think, Lee? I think
2: it's Coco Lee. Yeah, now ever <laughs> since she became Coco, it's been Coco. As
0: far as I know, yeah. No, she uh, she was known here in the states, but she was really big in Asia, Hong Kong, Taiwan, and China. And she's still doing it. You know, you still. Uh, I I looked her up a little bit to see what she's up to, but she was on a, a reality show in China, uh, and she's as a judge. And she's also competed in this reality show, and she won in like 2014. Only here's a fun fact: only Asian or only Chinese. American singer to every perform at the Oscar Awards because she was nominated. Her song was nominated, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. She was nominated for that movie, which uh, which I don't think they won, but she performed at the Oscars, which is kind of cool. So let's do a little. Before I fall in love, wasn't now this?
2: <laughs> wasn't Before I Fall in Love from Notting Hill? Yes, right. So or wait, no, Runaway Bride. Runaway Bride. Okay. Some 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 uh yeah, some some Julia Roberts Julia Roberts movie. <laughs> oh man, Coco! She
0: had the big voice of the nine. You know, like the nineties was all about the big voice, the Whitney and the oh, yeah. Mariah. Mm-hmm. So she fit into that mold. You know, she might have been a little early. She might have been a couple decades early because I don't know.
2: We all are, but, right? <laughs>
0: uh, but if she came out now, you think she'd have a career? I don't know. I, I think she would. I think yeah. she she's got the voice she's got the pipes
2: yeah i i, I learned to appreciate her as you know
0: <laughs> i didn't yeah i didn't love her at the time but just the fact that she was an asian american girl or chinese american girl from the
2: city san francisco <laughs> yep yep
0: yeah that was cool and
2: and, and, and f- funny story if i could add uh her winter ball date for maybe it was, I don't know if it
0: was the junior year Winter Ball. Now don't game. use his last name. I don't know his last name. <laughs> you I know who is, you're going to talk, you know talk about. Yeah, I'm going to
2: say it's my brother's brother-in-law. <laughs> so yeah, let's do it. I separation, but, but... This
0: is this for you, Brian.
2: We recognize. We recognize.
0: <laughs> winter Ball Wallenberg. Wallenberg, <laughs> hi. All right. Well, those, <laughs> that was just for fun. Just kidding, Coco. Just kidding. You're a legend. She is, uh, you know, still a legend. Probably the biggest out of San Francisco that I know of. I don't know. Maybe, I mean, Asian American for sure. All right. Um, that was fun. I enjoyed, <laughs> I actually enjoyed hearing the, your picks for that one. Uh, you know, I should say I had one more pick and it isn't even an honorable mention. This is the pick of all picks. I think um, uh, Broadway zone, the queen herself, Leia Salonga. We got to, <laughs> you know, you got to give credit to her for being Mulan as well as Jasmine's voice. As well as Colette, was she Colette? No, in, uh, <laughs> cassette in Cassette uh, in Les Misérables. Played but... almost
2: every role in, or I think so. Yeah, she sung probably sung almost every role.
0: Yeah, Filipina no, <laughs> Phil- uh, Queen, us Solange. Yeah, I'll I'll play some of her. Music. You got it. That the voice, the mm-hmm. pure voice. Yeah, she's she's still good. You still hear her.
2: Yeah, on oh, on good. PBS they had that. Uh, I can't remember which anniversary for Les Mis, but. I think she was Fontaine, but originally yeah. she was Eponine in, in mm-hmm. the original yeah. Broadway. So one. yes, yes. Chills almost every time.
0: <laughs> and then, of course, Miss Saigon. I mean, that was
2: oh, a yeah. oh,
0: yeah. Don't recommend that show, per se, but, <laughs> but man, the, the songs in there are amazing. All right. So that was our, that was kind of our growing up. Who do we, but now, who do we know now? So question number two to you guys is is there an asian artist today that has caught your eye um these are these are already stars let's already talk about it. these are people who have have made it who have a following and they're pretty big in their genre you can pick more than one but uh let's start with you christy this time yep. who would you say right now is an asian artist that you you've noticed for years now
1: i would say Tao and the get down stay down uh mm. tau win i believe this is her last name is an oakland-based um, Vietnamese artist uh, musician and it's more in the indie scene but she's gotten real big uh, she's big NPR darling they love her there and uh, I just uh, plug that my friend is her, faith, her her drummer is my friend who also yeah, plays nice. on my records so there's Pass. that um but uh yeah Tao she's like really inventive and so yeah she I mean we can play some and then I can talk some more
0: about her to they can feel us you can't really even put her in a box right saying she mm-hmm. is this
1: look <laughs> the, the chorus kicks it up
0: Okay.
2: you said out of Oakland Nice. I didn't know they were. I didn't know. I didn't know they were local.
1: Yeah, uh, they're local. Um, she's actually from Virginia, so when they come to town, they like her mom cooks them fun and stuff. But uh, <laughs> she lives in Oakland now, and um, yeah, she's indie. She, I think, does a lot of the production herself. I would say, like you said, not really in a box. Like I wouldn't call her like a folk singer or anything like that. Um, and her at least her more recent records have delved into her background a lot. So um, she even has a documentary about going back to Vietnam with her mother to uh, kind of learn more about her father. And there's a rich story behind um, her father and abandoning them when she was young and just like coming through that. Also the layer of being an Asian American and returning back to the place of your family, like it's, it's really rich. And a lot of that comes in her music as well. Um, yeah. I, I'm a huge fan of hers. I try to see her anytime she's playing in town, not just because my friend is playing drums. Um, And that video for the song that Curtis just played, um, which is Phenom, Phenom, uh, she recorded that video over Zoom in the very beginning of the pandemic. So uh, I think now there's probably plenty of videos, but that was like the first, basically the first one that was released in this remote format and it is killer. So if you get a chance to watch that Phenom, Highly recommend it. Super creative. She got like dancers to, and choreographers to work with her with this Zoom format. And it's just something that no one had ever done before.
2: Yeah, I remember when that came out.
1: That's what she does. She tries things that people haven't done before, does things in different ways. And I do really appreciate that she ties in her culture along with the music she's making.
0: Nice. All right. Nice pick. Uh, I've, I've, you know, you guys gave me your picks a little early so I can get the sound ready, but, uh, yeah, I've been listening to these all week. These are these are some good picks. So I, I like these. Uh, Tony, what's your pick for someone who's who's kind of big right now?
2: You already picked some of the people that I was gonna <laughs> pick of, uh, but yes! um, but this one came to mind because she's from Vallejo. Uh, that's where One Voice was from, and um, okay. her right, her she's yeah, she's half Filipino. Her mom is Filipino. Um, I
0: didn't know that. Yeah, until yeah,
2: yeah. So she, um, honestly, like it's it's not like i'm a huge fan or anything like that but i do know like she's huge um she's she's broken yeah. through um and and you know there's there's definitely connections to the bay so
0: i like it everyone's getting something connected to the bay if you
2: got it, it ain't a question oh,
0: it ain't no one for guessing. So more than emotionally invested. the song she's
2: that that, uh, that i've been listening to from from her recently though is uh with torn yeah. wells she did she did a faith based song with torn wells um uh let's see it's called hold us together yeah that
0: that
1: 90s flavor in the beginning (laughs)
2: yeah the 90s flavor is another thing that you know it's going to date me a little bit too but (laughs) yeah all of us
0: Cool. Yeah. No. I have heard her, but I, I didn't know that she was Filipino. That's cool. Right. Right. There's going to be quite a few Filipinas on this, but on my list at least. Uh, I I don't know. Something about the vocal quality just comes across well, on I love Because it. I am going to pick mine, and yes, I'm going with another Filipina. I'm going with Olivia Rodrigo. How can you not talk about her right now? Starting January, like, can you believe like her driver's license dropped in January? of this year and double platinum i mean she she is just blown up you know she's part of the, part of now is you got to get someone to do a viral video you know on tiktok, TikTok. or something mm-hmm. so she had the driver's license challenge but more than that you know she comes from the disney background so the D- disney um oh yeah disney legacy you know still producing stars but, you know, she's fresh face and cute. And but, you know, the other thing, too, is she doesn't shy away from her Filipino heritage. You know, she'll talk about it and she's proud of it. And she's um she's into letting people know, you know, like some people back in the day may not have said anything, you know, like just just go with whatever's happening. But she is proud of her heritage and make sure people know. And so, yeah, well, you know, I'll play a little bit of driver's license uh on this podcast because. How can you not like this song, man? It's like fresh. It's it's different, too. I mean, it's pop, for sure. But kind of unique in my mind. I, I can't think of anyone else that...
1: I've actually never heard it, so...
2: Really? H- have you heard of Olivia Rodrigo?
1: I've heard of her, but I don't listen to a lot of pop. So I've not actually listened, but... more power to her. <laughs>
0: yeah, no, I, I'm glad that actually... We have some folks here with different musical tastes, but so that'll give us a little little smattering. Right, let me get to the chorus, though, Christy. You got to hear the chorus. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but she writes her own stuff, you know? Yep. But yeah, I think it's just different sounding, you know? It's like for a 17-year-old to write stuff like this, that's just, that's next level, man. And she's had she's gone on to have several more hits in her young career. She's already had a couple number ones like this hit number one, and then she's had other songs hit number one. So yeah, she is it right now. I think, um, as far as Asian American star, you know, Bruno Mars for sure. Yeah. But in in terms of pop stars, Olivia Rodrigo, pop star, man, gonna have a long career. I think she's talented. All right. Good picks everyone. Um, Let's go into our second some of us have more than one pick, so I'm gonna go, Christy, back to you. I love your second pick here.
1: Did you already talk about Crying in Mart?
0: I did, yeah. We recorded that episode last, that uh, episode number three. I could tell you're not a subscriber. <laughs> so uh don't everyone out there, don't be like Christy. Hit hit the subscribe button on your on Spotify.
1: <laughs> well, no, I knew you were talking about it, so that's why they she wasn't my first pick. Um, But Japanese Breakfast is another pick. Also Mitsuki, if you're familiar, is another indie artist. But Japanese Breakfast, because the band was at the top of my mind, because I had also just read Crying in H Mart, um, which is uh, Michelle's memoir about her mother, mostly, and kind of the birth of Japanese Breakfast, the band. Um, But yeah, she's even before the book was a pretty well-known name in the indie circles. So also Japanese Breakfast.
0: Yeah, she's good. And we talked a little bit last week about how um, a lot of her early, the first couple of songs um, came out of the experience of losing her mom. Yeah, that whole
1: first record, I think, was recorded during those times.
0: But. At the same time, her, her music has a bop to it. It has, you know, it's catchy as heck. <laughs> like this, this is definitely road trip music. Like I would pop this in. It's so listenable. She's got kind of a haunting voice. <laughs> the bass lines are always really good.
1: I was singing that the other day. I was this song came up on my like my uh Spotify, and I was like, "Damn, that bass! Get it, get it!"
0: I think it's her husband. I think her husband. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, so good. Yeah, no, I really like her. Yeah. Nice pick. And then my second pick is blowing up too. If you if you're on TikTok at all, I know you know my next pick. <laughs> it's another viral challenge. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a it's in a lot of TikToks. This is Nikki and 88 Rising. You know, it's right? Calendar gonna be life's high. indonesian singer she um born in indonesia actually went all the way through high school in indonesia and came to the states well she met i think the guy the folks over at 88 rising and uh just mentioned that 88 rising has some great artists and they were um one of the guys jason ma is out of the bay area he's out of san jose and they are just finding talent Uh, in the states as well as from overseas and they're they're doing some really neat stuff let me see if i can get their other song but they do some acoustic stuff like she does some acoustic things um they just do some really just nice the quality the mixing the production
1: this is uh, rich
0: brian warren huey and nikki
1: Not like your wishes, the mask that I wear, and the faces below it is looking the same. Like, oh you've been in this fight, I can see it in your eyes. Like, oh I made up my mind, I don't wanna waste no time.
0: Money making while we're breaking, it's amazing. California celebrated. All these people are stars, not because they're Asian. You know, and then, right. like you said, you wouldn't know that they're Asian, but they are and proud of it. Uh, Nikki's very into uh, kind of the, the representation of Asians and making sure Asians get seen. 88 Rises in general are just, they're artists that are, you know, out to show that there's talent. There's, you know, people doing stuff. And this is something when we were growing up, it was, yeah, it was Lea Salonga, Coco Lee, Mike mm-hmm. Chino, that's it. Right. There wasn't a lot out there. Um, But now as, you know, for my daughters, for your daughters and son, Tony, you know, it's like, and your nephews, Christy, it's like there's people to see, Mm -hmm. which is different. It's not, it's not everywhere yet, but you know, at least there's people for, for our kids to see, to say, Hey, you know, I could, I could be a rock star if I want to be, I could be, be anything. I could be an author. I could be a rock star. I could be a chef. You know, there's all, there's faces now. A lot more than when we were growing up. Yeah. I think we've already, we've dated ourselves enough that people know how old we are. I mean,
1: I think when we were growing up, like some of it, like maybe some of the people we've met, artists we've mentioned, like it was kind of like passing, like white passing, like, oh, we didn't know that person was part Asian or something like that. But now you're, I think they're not allowed isn't the word, but they're able to lean into their full identity and so can bring out, if they want to, if they choose to, their Asian American side and not just be like, oh, I sound just like this white singer, that's like this r and whatever singer, like they can bring their full identity in. And I think that's something that's really growing now that I'm totally a fan of. You know?
2: Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, back back in the day until now, like what, I, I've been thinking a lot about this when you asked me to, to come on to here. It's like, what is, you know, what is considered success? You know, like, do we need to see that Asian face plastered on the billboard, selling, you know, knowing that they're a star or like when we're talking about music and Asians doing music, like, is it about just earning a living? Because there's a lot of people out there that are able to just, you know, whether it's a side hustle or not, you know, there's a lot of people with a lot of following. They might not be huge, huge stars, but they're doing what they love and and they're making a good living out of it, you know? So, you know, when I first got into working in music, it was, it was really about like, yeah, trying to push the agenda. And, and it was like, you know, I'm only going to, I want, I, wa- I want to see the Asian faces like out there, but there's, you know, when I look now, there's a lot of, there's a, if you go on Spotify, there's a lot of representation. It's just, mm-hmm. it's not at a level that, you know, say Bruno Mars or her or, you know, or Olivia Rodrigo, but, but there's a lot out there. There's a lot of good music. There's a lot of people that could be considered successes, but when you ask to pick which ones, you know, who's breaking through, there's a select few, but like, if we get into like, you know, there's other tiers of it where there's a lot. Well,
0: I mean like 20 years ago you had to have a label, right? You had to have an agent. Now you just need a camera and a microphone, right? Like you can get on YouTube, start a channel, you know, like, like folks like Keena Granis or, you know, there's people who yeah. have the YouTube following, you know, and, and that's all you need now, which is great, you know, mm-hmm. to get into, into quote unquote show business, you don't need a whole lot. You know, you, look at us, look at the fit infatuation <laughs> podcast, man. We are just sitting in the basement with a microphone and a Zoom connection, right? So. The the ways of getting noticed are, are better now. You, like TikTok, you just have to have a TikTok, a YouTube, you know, Instagram. You don't need a whole lot to get noticed nowadays. And like some of these artists on TikTok, they'll they'll go from zero to a hundred thousand followers in a in a day. You know, and that's that's the power of.
1: I'm gonna push back a little on that because I have, like I said, I'm a musician and I like I am also you know a physics high school teacher. That is. The music isn't my main hustle, but I have several friends who are super talented musicians and I think they are, the quality is up there and they haven't broken through. And so it's not as simple as, oh, just put something on YouTube, you know, it also has to be like.
0: I'm not saying you're going to be a star, but you can at least get your stuff out there. You know, like yeah. 20 years ago,
1: That's definitely you'd have to true.
0: make a demo take, you, know, you right. have to drop it off at some producer's office. But yeah. yeah, now becoming a star is still, it's still hit and miss, right? Not everyone's going to be a star. But you know you could get 300 followers, you know, you could you could. You could get a 300,000, you know. And there are folks on YouTube that um probably aren't all that talented, but they have people listening to them and at least they got their stuff out there. But yeah.
2: Yeah, the platforms the platforms are there um but I think there's there's a lot of work that has to get put into like that marketing side of things too. Oh,
1: absolutely. When you talk
2: about those yeah, so that that's yeah,
0: and luck. You know, you
2: gotta be and lucky too. Yeah, good music, and then luck, right? Good music. I mean,
0: it's still it's still the formula. You know, you still have to have some talent, some luck, and some connections. It never hurts. But just for your average teenager who wanted, you know, someone to listen to their stuff, it's a little easier now to get get ears on your stuff right. than it was in the past. But right. yeah, fair point. Fair point. All right, uh, we're gonna move on to actually we're gonna move on to the end of this episode <laughs> so uh, yeah so we're doing the new format I know hopefully you got a little little sum out of this episode but there's more coming we're gonna do a part two uh, next week but uh, thank you guys for coming in and thank you for your opinion uh, this is fun I mean this is this is what music is about right no one's gonna no one's gonna love everything that you love and no one's gonna instantly just agree with everything you say about music but music is so personal and that's what we like about it right we like the fact that we can share it. So I'm going to, I'll put the the names of these songs on our show notes so you can look them up as well. But these are, these are pretty well known. These folks are all pretty well known, but that's it for this episode. Thank you, Tani. Thank you, Christy, for coming in. Yeah. Um, Thank you. We'll, we'll talk more in, next week, but uh, for now, I just want to mention to everyone out there that you can write to us. Let me know who you are. I just got some statistics on who's listening, and some some of the folks, obviously, I know. you know, I, I mentioned it to friends and family, but there's someone in Ohio is listening to us. Someone in uh, Massachusetts is listening to us, so whoever you are out there, you can write to us, let me know who you are. Don't worry. I will not spam you. I will not put you on a mailing list, but you can write to us at infatuationpodcast at gmail.com, and you can follow us over at Instagram or Facebook at Infatuation Podcast. Um, I'll put all these details in the show notes, but more coming soon. So please stay tuned and keep an eye on, uh, new episodes coming out. I think we're aiming for every Wednesday. Uh, so you can subscribe to us on Apple podcasts, Google podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, all the places that you would normally get your podcasts. But on behalf of Christy, Tani, and myself, I hope that you are all happy, healthy, and safe. Thanks again so much for listening and talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.